0: The GameStop rebellion rages on. Yesterday, Robinhood, the trading app used by many of those on the subreddit WallStreetBets, restricted the trading of 13 different stocks. I'm sorry, you could sell it, you couldn't buy it. What that basically was doing was manipulating the market so that you could only sell down. People were freaking out. They were effectively stealing money from regular people. But the regular people didn't stop. They held and although the price did drop down from for the GameStop stock down to like 150 it's back up right now pre-market like 330 People like Glenn Greenwald are posting, they hope it makes it to $500. Squeeze out these hedge funds. Well, the hedge fund, the, the main hedge fund in question in the story, I believe, has already been bought up. So effectively ended their run, stripped them, that, stripped them of a massive amount of their value, and all of that money it's amazing, was was transferred from Wall Street hedge funds to regular people who are buying up the stock. Now we're seeing it's scared. They're terrified. Robinhood claims that they're reopening the trading, the buying of certain stocks. They're not. It's restricted. You can buy, I think, five shares of GameStop. They have still locked it up. They are just pretending. They've also had to raise one billion dollars overnight because it's all just breaking apart. But you want to talk about revealing? Let me talk about revealing. In this clip, former SEC Commissioner Laura Unger compares short squeeze to January sixth at the Capitol. Let me play this for you. It really puts a lot of um, question about the integrity of the market, right? And it really kind of everybody's scratching their heads over this. What what should happen? What what is the right thing to do to control this or stop this? Not unlike what we saw on January sixth at the Capitol, right? If you don't have the police in there at the right time, things go a little crazy. And that's kind of feels like what's happening with this much different, much lesser degree. It's financial harm, not personal bodily harm. But but certainly that's the same kind of, you know, platform created frenzy um, that that people are operating under. And these are these are very trying times. If you don't have the police in there at the time, what does that mean? We're not talking about people smashing windows. We're not talking about a riot at a government building obstructing a government con- a constitutional process. We're talking about regular people going online and being like, "Yo, I'm going to buy this stock, woo," and then hitting enter. What what should police do? Should the police go in and stop the institutional raids by the hedge funds when they short stocks to destroy businesses, tell everyone in the media this, that don't buy, don't invest, don't shop here? We ignore that. As they strip value and burn these businesses to the ground? Yeah, they don't care. There's no reaction. None. So I've, I've seen some threads from people and they're saying, look, this hedge fund was small. They're losing a few billion dollars. But so what? This is not going to have the impact everyone thinks it is. And Wall Street's going to be fine, blah, blah, blah. Then why are we talking about it? Then why are you talking about Why are you blocking trades? Why is it becoming one of the most viral stories in the world? Why is it that... Robin Hood and Reddit are now like the top downloaded apps on the App Store because it is serious and they are scared. And that's why this woman is comparing it to the January 6th insurrection. So they say that's what they call it, right? She's saying it because to them, they know what this is and there's nothing they can do to stop it. There's nothing illegal about regular people deciding to buy a stock. Now look, I'm not a legal expert. I'm not a financial expert. I gotta say it in every single video, every single time, because that's what everyone does. But look, get your advice from someone else. I'm not telling you what to do, you know, because I'm not buying the stock. I do have some in Nokia, that's because I like the company. That being said, you have regular people who go online and one guy goes, I wanna buy this stock. I'm doing it because it's funny. And they do. So my, my general understanding, which which I've seen, and it could be wrong. Is that if there was say an organization that was secretly colluding to manipulate the markets between powerful investors, it'd be illegal. A bunch of regular people expressing their opinion and putting a couple hundred bucks in, not illegal. But they're claiming it's the storming of the capital. That's how insane they are. No, I think I think maybe it's just reality. I think it's just the truth. This is. You know what? Maybe this really is like the storming of the capital. Not in the same way, it's smarter. It's more resourceful, it's peaceful, it's hilarious, and everyone from left to right likes it. I got a super chat on last night's podcast. Someone said that Crystal Wall, you know, on Crystal and Cigar, was maniacally laughing, talking about what was going on. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> we all are, aren't we? We don't care about these hedge funds that rip us off, that rip off regular people. So look out for the, 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 the naysayers. Look out for the cynics who are trying to convince you, it's no big deal, you're hurting yourself, just walk away. There's also a lot of people that are trying to manipulate the system. Yeah, Dogecoin is funny, right? Have you been following this? Dogecoin is up 800%. Look at this. Reddit frenzy pumps up Dogecoin 800%. Why? Who cares? It's funny, you know. I begrudgingly, uh, well, no, not, not begrudgingly, but uh, regretfully lost a large amount of Dogecoin, a very large amount. I don't know uh, where it is. And it may be in the hundreds of thousands of Dogecoin because Dogecoin was worthless. It was worth like one ten thousandth of a penny. So I just had a ton of it because I thought it was hilarious. It's on an old computer somewhere. But what does buying Dogecoin do? Why are people pumping Dogecoin? Makes no sense. I think it's a trick. I think it's a very clever trick, and I, I think the machine knows they need meme power to manipulate you. GameStop is a meme stock. What does that mean? Well, you got American Airlines, you got Nokia, you got AMC, you got GameStop, you got, you got a handful of others. It's a meme. People are buying into it because it's funny. It's funny to watch Wall Street squirm and beg and cry and weep and demand special rules and accuse you of hate speech. It's funny. It's funny. Well, how do you get people to stop dumping their money into a stock that is destroying hedge funds? You throw them a bone, you throw them a joke. Dogecoin, whoa, look at all the money. Oh, I'm sorry, what's that? You put your money in GameStop? <coughs> how dumb. If only you had your money in Dogecoin, you'd be rich. Nah, full stop. That's a trick. Dogecoin doesn't do anything. It's funny. I get it. I like the meme, sure. I mentioned I bought, bought some a long time ago as, as a joke that was worthless and not sitting somewhere. But what happens if if Dogecoin rallies to a dollar? A dollar per Dogecoin. Some people will make a lot of money. But this is how you hurt the little guy. You see, one of the big problems with the GameStop stock is that eventually someone will be left holding the bag. It's a game of hot potato. As long as everyone keeps trading up, nobody loses money. But eventually, there's concerns. The carousel stops. The price goes down. And the last person left holding the bag is left with nothing. Now, in the instance of GameStop, you have 5 million people, you have, you know, in Wall Street Bets, and you have probably, I don't know how many of them have actually invested in GameStop, but their total risk exposure is in the couple hundreds of dollars per person. Some people have put in tens of thousands of dollars. They could lose that. But if an individual loses a couple hundred bucks, they're not really going to care all that much, right? The problem is, or I should say, for the hedge funds, if you got 5 million people and they each invest a 100 bucks... That's a collective risk of $500 million. But an individual would only lose 100 bucks. so they might be like, that sucks. The hedge fund could lose $500 million, more actually, because they shorted more than 100% of available stock. That's how crazy these people are. So here's what I think is happening. Why is Dogecoin going up? Because it's a meme. And now they've created something funny, and it's get rich quick. What I think is happening, I think that these Wall Street dudes... And I don't know for sure. I'm just saying it's a possibility. I don't like to get into conspiracies, but I just think about how bad this is in terms of what's going on with the GameStop rebellion. There's probably a lot of people who are investing in GameStop because they want to see the hedge funds burn. There's probably a lot of people investing in GameStop because they want to get rich quick. Everybody sees this post where some dude's up $14 million, $20 million, and they're like, I want to get rich too. All of a sudden, Dogecoin pops up. A do-nothing joke of a coin, and people are buying it like crazy. Will this drive people to pull their money from GameStop and put it into Dogecoin? Because Dogecoin's up 800%, perhaps. And what would end up happening, in my opinion, is that it would rescue and bail out the hedge funds to redirect the... F- so look, look, look at it this way. Imagine 5 million people, and they're all firing you know, a little laser pointer at the same spot. That is going to be a blinding light all of those lasers combined. Well, what do you do to stop that when they're all laughing as they do it? You you make half of them point their lasers somewhere else, dividing the power of that laser in half. I think that's what's happening. Whether it's on purpose or not, I, I, I have no reason to believe that it is. But I do think it's funny that all of a sudden we're seeing Dogecoin and even Bitcoin and, and silver. You're, there are a lot of people who want to distract you. They want to manipulate. And so what we're seeing, everyone's saying, hey, we got a short silver. Yeah, that's what they're saying now. Oh, silver, because then JP Morgan will feel the heat. You know what, man? There's some people that I know and trust that I like who have been talking about similar things. I'm not buying it. I I think there are people now who see this power from Wall Street bets. Five million people all pointing their energy in one direction, causing massive damage to the system. And all of a sudden now the exploiters come in. And people want to make money, Dogecoin. Yeah, somebody's probably been sitting on trash Dogecoin for a long time, and then they saw this as their opportunity to redirect all that energy. They tried doing it into silver. They're trying to do it into Bitcoin. They're trying to do it into Dogecoin. But that has nothing to do with the GameStop rebellion. You see, here's what happens: there's a movement online, and uh, we've seen this with like Anonymous, for instance. Anonymous, the the hacker group, the protest activists. They all focused their energy jokingly at one target, and they made a meme about it. But when they did, a bunch of activists jumped in and got involved, and then changed the nature of what they were doing. What was once just funny has now become politically, you know, a political message. That's kind of what happened with Wall Street Bets. Initially, people were trying to buy into GameStop because... The stock was undervalued. They were these hedge funds were shorting it. And so it should have been worth more. But they were trying to, you know, make a profit off shorting the stock, ripping people off, essentially. And so a bunch of people started buying it up and that screwed over the hedge funds. A bunch of anti Wall Street types, you know, Occupy Wall Street types and regular people thought it was hilarious and got on board. Now there are people who want to redirect that energy to make themselves rich. Buying into Dogecoin accomplishes nothing. But you know what? Maybe the people don't care. Maybe a large portion of people are just like, ooh, here's my opportunity to get rich quick. And so they'll buy into Dogecoin. I'm not going to do that. It's silly. I think it's dumb. Bitcoin is also skyrocketing. But to be fair, Bitcoin is skyrocketing for a different reason. Elon Musk put Bitcoin hashtag in his Twitter profile. So that I got no issue with. If Elon Musk wants to promote Bitcoin and we're hearing that he wants to put large, uh, what, what, what do they say? He wants large transactions of Tesla's balance sheet uh, uh, into put into Bitcoin. That's going to drive Bitcoin up to ridiculous proportions. And I'll tell you this, Bitcoin's trading at like 37K right now. My personal opinion, a million dollars per coin. I'm not exaggerating. A lot of people don't believe it. They say it can't get that high. Uh-uh. Nope. I eventually think it'll be over a million per coin. I really, really do. I'm not telling you to buy it. That's not advice. I'm just saying when I look at Bitcoin, When I look at the breakdown, I look at the technology, I really do think it will be there. I'm not saying soon. I'm just saying I would not be surprised it gets that point, especially with all the money printing. But it's up 14%. Now, here's where it gets spicy. A lot of people are saying that the move to crypto, Dogecoin perhaps, does have a reason. It's people taking their money out of the stock exchange and moving it into cryptocurrencies that Wall Street has trouble controlling, has trouble monetizing. So while I can rag rag on Dogecoin in that capacity, let me be fair. With people moving their money out of these traditional investments, the stock market is going to start losing its market cap, and that will precipitate a major run on the markets where people say, it's dropping, I don't want to be in here anymore, and guess what's going up? Cryptocurrency. Dogecoin serves no purpose, other than it's funny. Bitcoin is first in and best dressed. So they Bitcoin really is the strong store of value with lots of institutional support and institutional investment. But there's also the likes of Ethereum and and, 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 and s- several other uh, uh, tokens. They're called ERC-20 tokens that exist through Ethereum. But I, I believe, in my personal opinion, Bitcoin and Ethereum are probably the best bets. And I had a friend recently tell me, I believe it was on the IRL podcast, it was Bill Ottman from Mines, that Ethereum was undervalued. So I personally bought Ethereum. And it went up. It went up a lot. Again, no financial advice. It's risky business. But here's what's going on now. Robinhood has started restricting crypto trading due to extraordinary market conditions. Here we go. There it is. Wall Street is freaking out, period. So while I did rag, I know, I know. Dogecoin people are probably going to be mad at me. I did rag on Dogecoin. It does serve one purpose, one very powerful purpose. It is becoming a store of value outside of Wall Street, and its rapid growth could accelerate people pulling their money out of traditional investments and firms, and that could destabilize the system. Because no one really controls Dogecoin, I guess. My understanding is that Dogecoin is very, very similar. I be honest, identical in almost every way to Bitcoin. The difference is the coin cap for Doge is 128 billion, where Bitcoin is 21 million. And I think a lot of Bitcoin has gone missing. I can tell you this, honestly, I think I had like 20 Bitcoin in 2013 on an old laptop that got destroyed and thrown away. Maybe, maybe not. I think it might have been around 20 or so, and it wasn't worth that much. So when I lost it, I kind of just shrugged. That's never being recovered. I have no idea where the hard drive went, shattered, gone. That Bitcoin's never coming back. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know the exact amount. It may have been like eleven or thirteen. I just don't remember. There was also some crypto on exchanges that don't exist anymore. Just all gone. I don't know what happens to that stuff. But anyway, I digress. People use Robinhood and they buy traditional stocks, and now they start using Robinhood to buy crypto. Robinhood is locking that down. What's really happening? What's really happening in the whole system is you've got a lot of people. They've been locked up, locked down. They're angry. And they've got stimulus checks and they don't know what to do. And so they're just watching online and then moving in unison like a, you know, like when you see starlings in the sky in that huge mass or a school of fish. And that's causing serious problems for the system because all of a sudden a hive has emerged that controls more money than a lot of these hedge funds. I mean, look at this. Five million people on Wall Street bets. If they're putting if they put fourteen hundred dollars. In, if, if every single one of these people put their stimulus check of $1,400, come, you know, that, that's coming soon, we're talking, what is that going to be like? You got maybe seven, what was that going to be, seven, seven or so billion dollars? Seven, that, that's, that's, that rivals these hedge funds. And that, that energy is being, being directed and moved. But here's the important thing. It creates trends. When they make moves to crypto everyone else chases after it. So look, I'm not saying all 5 million of these people are going to invest $1,400. I'm just saying a lot of them have invested some of their stimulus. A lot of them have have literally invested their life savings. It's a big risk and they may they may lose that. But it's destabilizing the system. It can't carry on like this anymore. Robinhood has not only restricted crypto trading, but they still have restricted GameStop and other hot stocks. They're going to try and come out right now and claim, no, 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 we opened this up. They didn't, they're lying. You can buy a limited number. Now, i tell you where things get really spicy. You mad at Robinhood for doing this? Well, i tell you what. Robinhood raises $1 billion and taps credit lines to make trading of GameStop available to customers. I don't believe it, CNBC. I don't trust you. But what they're saying, without saying it, the the founder of a uh, 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 Robinhood claimed that it was not a liquidity issue. They say Robinhood CEO Vlad Tenev told CNBC that tapping the credit lines was a proactive measure and denied it was because of a liquidity issue. The question is, does Robinhood actually have the cash on hand for these trades to happen? And were they running out of cash? Because there's a delay. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how it works. My understanding is that there's a delay when the when the when the when the stock clears. And Robinhood is trying to make it so that you can trade instantly. But if it takes time to actually, tr- you know, transfer the money, which could be a day or so, and people are trading like crazy, then the money's not there. Then they lose track and they lose control. They say it's not about liquidity. Why are they raising $1 billion when people are fleeing Robinhood? And that's something. The regular regular people are occupying Wall Street in a way they can't control. And they're effectively destroying the system, and they're laughing while they do it. Let me expl- Let me just stress this one more time. Dave Portnoy, let me do this. Dave Portnoy says, "I see you're you're following me now, Vlad Tenev. I'm coming for you, and I'm never stopping." Woo! <laughs> Spicy, bro. I like Dave. Dave's cool, dude. Uh, Dave, if you're not familiar, runs Barstool Sports, and he's been he posts a lot about stock trading. And our day trading and his gains and things like that. And when Robinhood suspended trading on these key stocks, he got angry. He says, I'm coming for you. That anger felt by everybody. I was pissed off. A lot of people are saying they're going to exit Robinhood and they're not going to be using it anymore. If that's the sentiment right now, rage pointed directly at Robinhood. Who is going to be giving them a billion dollars and why? It's afraid. It's just like the storming of the Capitol, says former SEC commissioner. Just like the storming of the Capitol. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe it is. They're dumping a billion dollars into an app everyone hates. They are in panic mode. This is amazing. Okay, okay, look, I'm not going to buy Dogecoin. Um, That's just not me. Because I think, in my personal opinion, people should be focused more on what the short the hedge funds who they're shorting and what they're destroying and why they're shorting it, it's a dirty game. You know, a lot of these. Uh, I'll just put it this way. I will keep it simple. These shorts, when they bet against a stock, imagine this. Imagine. Okay, let let, let let me explain a little bit of craps to you. You seen craps, right? People go to the casino, they throw they throw the dice. Comes up seven, everybody cheers. But then when it's when it's called on and they throw seven, everyone's no. Snake eyes can be bad. It's hard to know. So let, let me explain very simply. When you go to the casino and there's a craps table, you have the pass line and the don't pass line. When you bet money on the pass line, you're saying that in that first initial roll, they're going to come up seven or 11, then you win. But if it comes up, I think, it, I think it could come up, uh, four, five, six, eight, nine, uh, uh, 10, and, and, uh, I think that maybe 12. No, 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 maybe not 12, but then it's called on. And then you're hoping they roll that same number again. But I digress. The don't pass line is when you bet money that they're going to lose. Let's talk about how these shorts work. Imagine if you could bet someone was going to lose, but then hand loaded die, a loaded dice to 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 the, the player so you knew they were going to lose and then you were guaranteed to win. That's how it works. I make a bet you're going to lose, and then I manipulate the system to guarantee you lose, and then I say, all is fair in the stock market, assume the risks. And when regular people weight the system back, so I'll put it this way, here's what's happened. The hedge funds bet against you. They put it on the don't pass line, and then they handed you loaded die and said, give it a roll. And then a bunch of Wall Street Redditors walked over and high-fived and said, here's the correct dice. In fact, it's loaded against them. They went, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't do that. He said, don't worry. We just took away your unfair advantage. Now when they roll, they win. And the hedge fund loses. Fair and square. And they're outraged. So they call the pit boss down and say, they changed the dice. And he says, did you? And they say, but these are regular legitimate. Nope, sorry. Shut it down. No more betting allowed. It's a dirty game and it's rigged. So, look. Not to overly rag on Dogecoin, it's funny. And if people are moving their money out of Wall Street and putting it to crypto, I think that's still a good thing. But I think the more people put pressure on the hedge funds, the, the better it will be for regular people. Well, honestly, I, I don't know what, what's better or worse. I'm not an advisor. I don't know how things are going to play out, but there you go. I mean, this is where we're at so far. They put a billion dollars into an app everyone hates. It's getting one star reviews on Google and people are fleeing the app and they put a billion dollars into it. That's how panicked and desperate they are. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. Well, there are a handful of politicians that seem to be coming out in support of the GameStop rebellion. We knew it was only a matter of time before some establishment cronies came out. And defended the hedge funds. And now we get none other other than faux progressive Elizabeth Warren coming out and saying, like most of the scammers do, we must protect the little people. When in reality, it sounds like what she's saying is we must protect the machine from you. Elizabeth Warren tweeted this. Casino-like swings in stock prices of GameStop reflect wild levels of speculation that don't help GameStop's workers or customers and could lead to market instability. Today, I told the SEC to explain what exactly it's doing to prevent market manipulation. Oh, yeah. Now, when I saw this, some people were saying, Elizabeth Warren comes out in support of the GameStop rebellion. Nah, it, uh, it doesn't sound like that. It seems like Elizabeth Warren is coming out with a rather in- indirect milk toast position, announcing that bad things happen and then pointing the finger basically at everybody. But in the end, this will serve the hedge funds when the hedge funds and the short sellers and the scammers rip us off and, and manipulate the market. They get away with it. There are no complaints when the little guy does it. Well, now Elizabeth Warren must come out and issue this letter saying, who are these people who are doing it? What if they're they're anonymous users? We don't know who they really are. What if they're scammers? That's right. You see these little people on Reddit, the individual retail investors, we don't know anything about them. Therefore, they're the problem. That's the game she's basically playing. Well, I'll tell you this. Wall Street Bets has already taken their first figurative scalp. Citrone Research, which publishes their uh, short report, companies they plan on shorting, has announced they're caving and will no longer be shorting stock. So huge victory for Wall Street bets. But take a look at this. I'd be willing to bet the SEC comes in and goes after the little guy because you, the plebs, are not allowed to strike back. You're not allowed. Former SEC commissioner recently said that this is just like the storming of the Capitol on January 6th. Oh, yeah, the powers, the elites, they're scared. The only difference, what happened in D.C. was dumb and stupid. What's happening now is clever, peaceful, persuasive and resourceful, like I'd been saying. Let me break down what Elizabeth Warren is saying in her letter, and I'll tell you why I believe that she's actually, maybe I have a better version of it. I believe that she's actually in favor of the hedge funds. On on Twitter, she published this letter saying, I am writing Regarding the recent surge in share price for the video game retailer GameStop, whose stocks are up 1,700 percent this month, including Wednesday's climb of 135 percent, driven by what one expert called a flash mob with money. These wild swings in value of GameStop and other companies that are subject to similar bets by traders are detached from the factors that traditionally help establish a company a company's values to investors. I am deeply concerned at these casino-like swings in the value of GameStop and other company shares, and another example of the gamesmanship that interferes with the fair, orderly, and efficient function of the market, raising obvious questions about public confidence in the market and those trading in it. I am writing to seek information on how the SEC intends to address these concerns and prevent these and future incidents of potential market manipulation. You hear what she's saying? She's saying a flash mob with money caused a massive spike in the price and the SEC must put a stop to it. You don't come after the machine. Elizabeth Warren is and always will be a corrupt, crony establishment politician. She is not a progressive. She is. What, what, what did I say? She's Hillary Clinton with a Bernie Sanders mask. Remember when I said that? And I'll say it again. Hillary Clinton wearing a Bernie Sanders mask. A lot of lefties didn't like that, but spare me, I don't care. She goes on to say hedge funds such as Melvin Capital have bet that GameStop's shares would fall in the hopes of reaping substantial profits. In recent weeks, however, share prices for GameStop began to rise, with a dramatic surge in recent days fueled not by any changes in the company's economic fundamentals, but on by anonymous traders on the Reddit forum Wall Street Bets. News reports state that these traders moved quickly to buy option contracts, In an apparent attempt to target large investors, this epic contest between Wall Street traders who bet against the stocks and legions of small-scale investors has fueled a level of speculation not seen since the tail end of the dot-com boom two decades ago. You see what she did there? She's not saying anything negative about these hedge funds. She's saying they just made a prediction that the stock was going to fall, and then these anonymous individuals started targeting them. It's really amazing. No, No joke. She's straight going after these people. Check it out. She says... These shifts also raise questions about broader instabilities in the market and financial systems, as no one knows how this ends. And the intense activity could eventually prompt a wider sell-off in the market by forcing hedge funds on the losing side of these trades to sell parts of their portfolios to raise cash to cover their losses. Is that the bad thing? Is that the worst thing that's happening here, Elizabeth Warren, you corrupt politician? In addition to GameStop, Several other publicly traded companies, including AMC BlackBerry, Bed Bath & Beyond, Nokia, and Tootsie Roll Industries, have seen huge shifts in their share price, driven by similar Internet trading schemes. These wild fluctuations are just the latest indication that many private equity firms, hedge funds, and other investors, big and small, are treating the stock market like a casino, giving little consideration to the companies, communities, workers, and consumers, and may be affected by these risky bets. The recent chaos reveals a clear distortion in securities markets, with benefits accruing to investors that do not clearly benefit the company, workers, consumers, or the broader economy. Elizabeth, where were you every step of the way when this has been going on forever? Yeah, I didn't think so. Although federal securities law prohibits market participants from misrepresenting a company's prospects to artificially affect its share price. There is a troubling lack of clarity regarding who the major market participants are in this case and, and the degree to which their activities may be coordinated with many of these traders cloaked in anonymity. There is no way of knowing whether messages touting GameStop come from average Joes or scam artists executing a pump and dump stock scheme. Wall Street bets may very well be scammers manipulating you. It's them. They're the bad guys. Don't you realize? The hedge funds are the innocent victims. You see, these people who are set to lose a few of their homes after their hedge funds collapse, they'll only have two. And that's not fair. You guys ever see that South Park episode about piracy? And they have like all these wealthy celebrities complaining about people sharing their music. And they're like, they they, they do this really sad fake commercial where it's like, you know, this celebrity was going to have their 16th house now. They'll only have 15. Or there was one they were like, they wanted to buy this, you know, the what, what, what are those private jets called? The Streamline 6000, the newest model that sells for 14 million. And now they'll have to buy yet last year's model. South Park hit the nail on the head. She goes on to say the manipulation of share prices may exacerbate inequality and the impacts of the ongoing pandemic related economic collapse. While investors work to outmaneuver each other in search search. Of short-term profits, working families continue to suffer, underscoring the growing disconnect between the stock market and the real economy. For example, millions of workers have—I'm just so sick of reading this psycho babble. What she's doing over and over again is trying to make you think the real victim is the regular working-class Joe and that Wall Street Bets is going after them. That's not true. What was happening, according to Wall Street Bets, was that in their, in their view— these short sellers were risking destroying a company with 14,000 employees or something like that. I think it's 14,000. So they could make a short term profit. That's bad for the working class. Elizabeth Warren, being the scumbag that she is, is going, oh, these poor working people being manipulated by these anonymous users who might be scammers. Protect the hedge funds, right? They are pulling it out of the stops. They're claiming the fight's over. You won. Go home. They're saying, Dogecoin, look at Dogecoin. It's funny, right? It's a meme. Go buy that. And as people flood GameStop, they are putting a a, a, they're they're jamming up the system. So, of course, here comes the corrupt corporatists to make sure you lose, to manipulate you emotionally. She goes on to say billionaires increase their net worth by a collective nine hundred and thirty one billion. You see how she's playing this game? She's blaming the anonymous traders, the individual retail investors. They could be scammers. She says the SEC has a mandate to protect investors, maintain fair, orderly and efficient markets and facilitate capital formation and promote a market environment that is worthy of the public's trust. The commission must review recent market activity affecting GameStop and other companies and act to ensure that markets reflect real value. Rather than the highly leveraged bets of wealthy traders or those who seek to inflict financial damage on those traders. You see, when she doesn't come out against the hedge funds and she does come out against the individuals who are angry. Now, now she's playing fair. Now she's saying, I'm just calling out both in the end, going after the people who are fighting back will protect the hedge funds. She goes on to say the commission must review the activity. We get it to protect and restore public trust in sound securities, regulation and enforcement. The commission must identify gaps in existing securities laws and rules and ways in which the commission can improve its enforcement capabilities. While U.S. law bars the dissemination of false or misleading information with the aim of manipulating investors into buying or selling securities, SEC standards and enforcement of market manipulation remain woefully unclear. The public deserves clear answers about how federal regulators define market manipulation, how investors may have profited from potential manipulation, and what the SEC will do to mitigate these practices. This means the commission must work quickly to issue rules outlining what it means for traders to manipulate securities prices in violation of the law and to offer guidance for market participants. While recent market volatility shows rapidly fluctuating prices for GameStop not tied to any fundamental changes in the company's finances or prospects, these speculative practices are not new. In fact, for almost a year now, investors have been bidding up shares in companies like Tesla, Shopify, and Snap to prices that bear little relation to the actual earnings prospects of the underlying companies. And the frenzy also stirs memories of the 1990s dot-com boom. When a surge in daily trading contributed to the inflation of an epic market bubble, it is long beyond, beyond time for the SEC to act. In order to better understand of the Commission plans to address the dramatic price fluctuations of certain shares in recent days— and ensure the integrity of our capital markets, I ask that you respond to the following questions by Friday, February 5th, 2020. What were the cause of the recent dramatic shifts in GameStop share prices? Did these shifts shifts represent fair, orderly, and efficient market fluctuation? Did the sharp rise in GameStop's share reflect changes in the company's fundamental value? To what extent did large investors, such as hedge funds like uh, Melvin Capital Management, And their short positions impact fluctuations of GameStop share prices. Did any of these practices violate existing laws? To what extent did online message boards, such as those on Reddit or broader social media amplification, impact the fluctuation of GameStop's prices? Here's what I hear from this Elizabeth Warren, she's bringing a little bit of heat to these hedge funds. Okay, sure. But it's just Melvin Capital. I think what this is uh, is another emergency red alert action from the corporate cronies. Throw Melvin under the bus. Call them the bad guys and protect the machine. Burn down the little guy. The concerted effort from people who are saying, screw you. Make no mistake. Warren is going to sell you out to the machine. And we knew it was only a matter of time. These changes will come faster than your stimulus check will. I'd be willing to place a bet on it. In the meantime... The Wall Street Bets subreddit has already taken their first figurative scalp with Vice reporting GameStop short-seller Citron to stop advising traders to short companies. Citron Research, one of Wall Street's most famous short-sellers, says it will no longer publish short reports and focus on more optimistic long positions. In a video released Friday morning, Citrone Research, the short seller that helped spark the GameStop short squeeze, announced it would no longer publish investment reports on shorts and instead focus on long positions. Citrone Research publishes publishes investment reports that traders look at and take into consideration when they trade. Notably, Citrone was most famous for its report on shorts, which is when the firm is betting a company will fail. Citrone is a particularly famous short seller, and its founder, Andrew Left, was called the bounty hunter of Wall Street. In a 2017 New York Times profile that described him as an activist short seller. In other words, not only did he short companies, but he would publicly say so and then publish reports to convince other people that a company was bad, too. So it's pretty notable that now left is pivoting away from short reports. He says in this video, when he first started, he was challenging the establishment and calling out the Wall Street cronies who were making a buck off the back of the individuals. And then he said, but after about 15 years, of doing that, in the past five or so, he's become the establishment and now has decided they must pivot away from that. Or he realized how started making money. It was good money. He found the exploit in the system. And then when people got mad, he said, you know what? You're right. I'm out. Whether or not you like the guy is irrelevant. He's bowing out. Wall Street Bets is pretty happy about it. They say the rally pushing up GameStop, AMC, and other Reddit YOLO stocks was partially animated by a deep hatred of short sellers, and Citrone in particular became a villain among the Wall Street bets crowd due to its reputation and GameStop shorts. Now it appears the company is attempting to pull, pull off a face turn by focusing on long positions in its research offerings, which are bets that a company will succeed, typically by buying and holding their stocks. Quote, After 20 years, we noticed something. While we started Citrone to be against the establishment, we actually became the establishment, said Andrew Left. As of today, Citrone Research will no longer be publishing what could be considered as short-selling reports. The Citrone narrative is going to change and have a pivot. He went on to say, or he mentions in the video, that they do long reports as well. Basically, hey, here's the thing you should buy. It's going to do well. That's a long report. And then the short report, here are the things I think are going to do bad. Short these stocks. He's saying now we're only gonna we're only gonna focus on those that are doing well, which is positive and a good and good news. Well, we'll see. Maybe he's just trying to save face. They say on January twenty second, Left wrote in a now deleted tweet that Citrone would stop commenting on GameStop after it abandoned the stock due to an angry mob that he said committed multiple crimes that I will be turning over to the FBI, SEC, and other government agencies. And then he realized he lost. That's right. Sorry, baby. You're out. He lost. And what ends up happening, public sentiment is against him. Left and right are cheering, cheering it on. People are laughing with glee as these companies suffer. And so he's realized he can't win that PR battle. The public is against him. You've been canceled, buddy. In Fry's announcement, left claimed the value of Citron had been had brought to investors and the public over the decades by uncovering fraud and decreasing drug prices was immense. But there was a greater opportunity in helping investors realize outsized returns by focusing on long positions, distinguished by strong management teams, ethical business practices, business models that are forward-thinking, socially conscious. All this sounds good, but overlooks that Citron was one of the initial short sellers who had undervalued GameStop and were shorting the stock at 140% of the actual existing shares. 140%. Makes me angry. It was thanks to Citroen that what started as an attempt to realize fair value for GameStop eventually became a short squeeze that jumped the share price by hundreds of dollars. Citron was forced to eventually exit its short positions at a 100% loss. Left did not say in the announcement whether Citroen would stop shorting companies itself or if it would just stop telling other investors to short companies. If you choose to buy GameStop here, it's caveat emptor. Left said in the video, you know what we think about their business model. It's on you. Too much has already been written. Caveat emptor means let the buyer beware that uh, if you buy something garbage, that's your fault. So, Trump did not immediately respond to Motherboard's request for comment, blah, blah, blah. Well, as of right now, GameStop stock is currently chilling at $343.98. It's been fairly stable. The reality is Robinhood is still restricting the purchasing of these shares. You can only buy five. Only five. Now, they want to claim the issue is they, they they you know, had to protect everybody. No, nah, that's not true. That's a lie. I don't believe it for a second. SEC reviewing volatility amid GameStop frenzy vows to protect retail investors. No, they don't. I don't think so. I think what that really means is... We're going to block your ability to be involved for your own betterment. That's authoritarianism. That's crony capitalism is how the game is rigged against you. We are not living in capitalism. And truth be told, we're not living in overt socialism. But we are experiencing some kind of command economy. You see, what they do is they use capitalistic systems to manipulate markets and steal your money to distribute the resources in a way that they they, they deem fit. It's not overt socialism where the socialists feel that they would get equal say. They're wrong, by the way. And it's not capitalism by any stretch of the imagination. Now, the people on the left, the people on the left are saying, you see how capitalism is broken? No, I see how corruption has destroyed our our system, our market. But come on, let's be real about socialism. These people think that when they get their socialist utopia, what's really going to happen is that all of a sudden they will have an equal share of things. That's not true. The elites will just seize power as they've done now. In a system where we're supposed to freely trade, where I can trade with you, I have here, I, I made, I whittled a little boat out of a, out of a stick. I will give it to you for a piece of bread, good sir. That's how it's supposed to be, right? That's not. The way it really works is I do labor and I generate value in my work and then someone intervenes, boosts the value of that object and then sells it and gets free stuff without doing any work. Now, listen, I complain about day trading. I complain about trading in general, but I get it. You can trade. It's a function of any system. I can buy and sell what I want. So be it. The problem is the manipulation and the cronies who protect these people, the people like Elizabeth Warren, who are like, oh, these Wall Street bets people coming in as though she's neutral. But all she's really doing is making sure you have no ability to fight back. She's going to sacrifice this one hedge fund. And you see what the what the imbalance is? They'll slap the wrist of this one particular hedge fund, a couple of them, and say, you guys broke the law. We need special regulations. But those regulations will have little impact on existing hedge funds, other hedge funds, and it'll have a massive impact on the individual's ability to invest, to express their opinions. And that's the name of the game. Did you think that they would just sit back and let you come after them? They're going to pull out every single stop. They'll distract you with Dogecoin. Go buy Dogecoin. You'll be rich, everybody. Yeah, take your money and go buy Dogecoin. Sure, I guess crypto is still better than, than nothing, but it's a distraction. They're trying to mitigate their losses. They want to tell you it's illegal. They want to tell you you can't do it. You got to consult your own financial advisor. You got to consult your own lawyer on what you can or can't do, but they're going to put every bit of pressure on you, and that when that when when that doesn't work. You're going to start seeing more Democrats and Republicans. It's not just going to be Warren. They're going to come out and say, I'm so sorry you were all duped by these anonymous scammers. Sure, the 6.1 million people who are all now participating in this GameStop rebellion, they're the real villains trying to trick me. You see, what Elizabeth Warren leaves out is that most of these people, I would say, you look at their posts, they're putting money in knowing they may very well lose it, and they don't care. Because the people who shorted the stock are going to feel pain. And that's what they want. I can't say it's necessarily a smart or, or, or good. It's a good thing. And there's tremendous risk. Some people think they're going to get rich quick. Some people are going to lose everything. But we have 6.1 million people now on Wall Street bets. How many of them invested? And how many of them threw in a couple bucks, a couple hundred bucks? In which case, what's the total exposure per individual? A couple hundred bucks? They don't care. The total exposure for Wall Street is at 70 billion. Yeah, bring it on. Of course, Elizabeth Warren knows this. That's the game. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. Earlier today, a reporter asked White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki about the GameStop rebellion. Now, the reporter didn't use those words. They just asked about GameStop, and they were wondering if Joe Biden would be commenting on what's going on. Jen Psaki said no. She said, I know it's a big story, but our focus and our big story is getting the American people back to work. In response, conservative personality Jack Posobiec says she's done. This is disqualifying. In response to this, Jeffrey Miller, who is a psychology professor, responded with, by the way, you all know that White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki's brother Jeffrey Sackey, is a portfolio manager at Hedge Fund Citadel LLC one of the main short sellers getting crushed by Wall Street bets in the GameStop thing. He seems to have taken down his LinkedIn profile. I just happened to notice this on the wiki page for Jen Psaki under personal life. I expect it will be updated, air quotes, soon accordingly. And right on schedule, Jen's wiki page was updated in the last few minutes to delete all reference reference to her brother. Before Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders Activists had been complaining about the revolving door nature of our election, our electoral system, of our political system. From our biggest corporations to the government, there is a revolving door where people will become the CEO of a major conglomerate and then transfer into some government oversight position or have relatives who are. And there is an establishment ruling class that's in control. Bernie Sanders capitulated. He lost and he gave in and endorsed the system. Donald Trump didn't. He shattered through and ran amok for several years. The establishment grabbed the reins back recently. And now we're seeing even though they used raw power to take back the reins from Donald Trump who is not part of that of that club. What caused Donald Trump has not gone away. And since then, we have only seen the veil be shattered ever more. The system has been exposed. Ever since we saw the rise of the populist movement going for Bernie or for Trump, we've known that there's been a problem when that didn't work for anybody because Bernie lost. He was cheated out twice. And when Trump lost re-election, the energy turns towards financial markets. But that system is rigged, too. This cannot sustain itself. Eventually, the whole thing is going to absolutely collapse. And we saw that when they began to announce they were putting hard restrictions on stocks because they realized the populist revolt, the people's revolution, the plebe, the plebs were rising up and there was nothing they could do to stop it. Be it Donald Trump, be it Bernie Sanders or be it their financial system which they use to keep you down and prevent you from rising up, from gaining power and from threatening their establishment control. They're now trying to restrict cryptocurrencies. The system is afraid And they're resorting to the only thing they know. And what's that? Culture war issues. I saw a tweet. Uh, Someone said that AOC will, Ocasio-Cortez, will not challenge this because she's a pressure release valve for leftism. That basically people on the left who are angry are satisfied with her in office. But people on the right are not satisfied and they won't stop pushing With the rise of Wall Street bets and the GameStop rebellion, left and right were united and they were going after the machine together. So the machine is going to do everything in its power to stop this. They've tried a desperate move, restricting your ability to engage. You can no longer buy certain shares. We've suspended trading. Circuit breakers are tripped to protect the hedge funds. They're projecting $70 billion in losses for Wall Street just in this past month which is only about 29 days, which is literally 29 days. So what now? They're going to throw every culture war issue at us to get us to keep fighting. And unfortunately, they've got their players set up to do just that. They have rigged the game in such a way that I find it truly incredible. Now, I'm not saying AOC was part of some grand conspiracy. No, I think she won. I think there's a reason why people elected her. But I think she's the perfect careerist and there are many right-wing individuals who run who are populists, but the media is going to go after what will get us to tear at each other's throats to stop fighting about what's happening on Wall Street. They're going to convince us to go after Dogecoin, a meaningless cryptocurrency. Now, I, I understand it still holds value. And people like it. It's funny. But in the end, it won't do anything. So long as people keep their attention focused on the GameStop rebellion, then the system is in serious jeopardy. And that, to me, is why I think we are on the verge of collapse. Before we read into these stories and I move on and I I go further and explain to you what's happening with the latest insane exposing of the system and the collapse before us, check out TimCast.com and become a member. We have an exclusive bonus episode exposing very serious issues, which I'll be very careful about because there's a reason why we set it up on TimCast.com. Members only. It's 45 minutes long and I'm, we're going to be making it free for everybody as soon as we can. We're redesigning the site. And I will say for everybody who is signing up, I just got to say, uh, too many people signed up. I did not expect it. I'm eternally grateful. I love you all, but so many people signed up so quickly. We encountered an overload in the system and we are now working overtime to try and get everyone sorted. So if you're having trouble logging in, we are working on it. I am so, so sorry. I just. Maybe underestimated how much people wanted to watch this content, and and a lot of people are coming, so, so seriously, thank you. The stuff I'm talking about in this segment and on the Arrow podcast with the GameStop rebellion is one of the biggest threats to the establishment, to the political establishment, and that's why I think we're in, uh, uh, they're not going to be too happy with me for much longer. They don't mind when I talk culture war issues. I mean, they probably like it. What I mean by they, I mean like establishment wealthy individuals who are trying to maintain power. That's what I mean by they. These establishment elites like it when we fight with each other. They like it when the left smears me. So so they they attack me too. They play this game and they don't want you to realize what's really going on behind the curtain. In a desperate bid to stop the GameStop rebellion, they've exposed themselves and people can see what's happening. So they're going to try every distraction they can. The truth be told... The culture war issues may be pressed to a point where the whole system erupts. They're going to just keep pushing this. They're going to use every trick they have. And then eventually the system will just collapse and maybe there will be some kind of civil war. I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Okay, so this is a kind of a long promo, but it's all part of the same thing. So if you'd like to become a member, you may get stuck in the login process. Just bear with us as we send out emails because we're having to actually pick this up manually after the system got overloaded. But don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe. Hit the like button, hit the notification bell, and uh, let's read some of this. A. Pompliano says, The stock market is now the battleground for world-class meme warfare. Wall Street doesn't realize yet that they are out outmanned and outgunned. Should a bug fly by, pardon me. Check this out. You probably heard this because I covered this earlier and it's been big news. Market closed. Trading platforms restrict GameStop and other Reddit stock picks, sparking drop in price, outrage, and lawmaker tweets. We then have this class action lawsuit filed against Robin Hood following outrage over GameStop stock restriction. Then today, Robin Hood restricts crypto trading due to extraordinary market conditions. The last four years was a terrifying failure on the part of the establishment, and they must do everything in their power to correct it. Bitcoin is a problem. They struggle to control it. Now, they can, but it's not so easy. A decentralized global store of value is difficult. They'll try. As Dogecoin and and Bitcoin started surging, Robinhood restricted crypto trading. And it wasn't just Robinhood. From a Pompliano, once again, Coinbase has disabled buying and selling of some crypto assets. Why? People are taking back control. The Internet has decentralized and democratized so much of this world that they are freaking out over it and they don't know exactly how to deal with it, but they're trying to take it all back. We're now hearing that in D.C. There's going to be a permanent fencing zone, permanent green zone fencing around Congress and and they will keep backup forces on standby two days after the acting Capitol police chief admitted they bungled the response to the MAGA riots. I know it seems like a jump, doesn't it? What we just saw with the storming of the Capitol was dumb, in my opinion. What we're seeing now with Wall Street bets is brilliant, legal, peaceful, persuasive and resourceful. Who's mad about that? Hedge funds, the ultra rich, the establishment, the cronies, not the regular people. But the establishment machine knows that they're at risk of pitchforks and torches. So they're setting up a permanent lockdown zone. Donald Trump was not supposed to win. And now they're doing everything they can to try and clean this mess up. But the veil has been exposed in the process. Check this story out. Alt-right Twitter troll Ricky Vaughn busted for voter disinformation. If you're on the left, just hear this one out. The man behind pro-Trump Twitter troll account Ricky Vaughn was busted in Florida on Wednesday for spreading disinformation during the 2016 presidential election in a scheme to limit black turnout. I think it's a terrible thing. Apparently, this guy posted a tweet that said, if you want to vote for Hillary, text this number. And it wasn't true. Now, on the right, they say he was posting a meme. It was a joke. People were being silly. Well, what they're saying in the government is that more than 4,900 people were tricked because of that text. They voted improperly or they didn't vote at all. They just texted a number thinking they did. Voter manipulation and disinformation is a crime. But think about this. 2016. Why are they going after this guy now? I mean, this is what, almost five, four and a half years later, they're going after this guy. They are cleaning up. Now that the establishment has taken the reins back, they are going to go back and start cleaning up. Now, maybe some might argue it's a good thing. Sure. But this is a guy who went on the Internet and posted an image, a meme image. Perhaps it should have just been deleted. Some argue it was free speech. I argue it was detestable. I'm not a big fan of this. But now we're learning. Check this out. That an ex-FBI lawyer is only getting probation and a $100 fine, a 12-month probation, after he literally tweeted something about being part of the resistance and physically altered evidence so that the U.S. government could spy on a a Trump campaign individual. 12 months. This other guy is getting arrested for posting an image. A lot of people are highlighting this, saying the establishment machine is coming back for blood. They want revenge. And they probably will get it. In my opinion, however, I think we're seeing the absolute collapse. Conservatives warn culture. Political wars will worsen. What we're seeing with with D.C. and the barricading of this area, the Green Zone, is fear from the political establishment, the actual politicians. As people like AOC say that Ted Cruz was almost got her murdered. It's just not reality. But that's, you know, the pressure release valve. The culture and political wars will worsen. I agree. I don't want people to be distracted, though. And this is this is the challenge I have when I'm trying to cover the news of the GameStop rebellion. What people are doing in going after these hedge funds is real power that's shaking the machine. And let me explain why. It's not just about... The the one hedge fund or Citadel where Jen Psaki, White House press secretary's brother works. It's about the entirety of Wall Street and this financial institution and apparatus which keeps poor people down and working class people down and strips away value from them. The people over at Wall Street bets have exposed a very serious weakness. It doesn't matter if it's GameStop or Melvin Capital or or Citadel. After this, they can do the same thing. Elizabeth Warren, corporate Democrat, has come out against the little guy. I'm not surprised. She's Hillary Clinton with a Bernie Sanders mask on, as I've said in the previous segment. After this whole GameStop rebellion ends and these stocks go back down or whatever, the total risk to an individual is low. If people are buying stock and they're only buying one, then their risk is a couple hundred bucks. I know. um, Forgive me if I said it in the other segments and you've heard it in the the rest of this podcast, but for those that didn't, it's important. After this happens, next week, they can target any other stock, any other short, any other firm. All of this power of 6.1 million individuals will not stop. So I believe the conservatives who are warning culture war and the political wars will worsen are correct. The media machine and those in politics need you distracted, and they will do whatever they can to get you to stop engaging in the GameStop rebellion. Dogecoin, guys, come on. It's a funny meme. Don't you want to buy it and get rich quick? Ignore the man behind the curtain. Ignore the crony connections between the press secretary and her brother at one of these firms. Ignore the CEO of the arms manufacturer getting a job in government. Ignore it. That's what they want. They want you to focus on Dogecoin and sports as they strip and extract the value of y- from you and your family and then send billions of dollars overseas while teachers aren't getting paid, while water is souring, while our infrastructure is crumbling, and they destroy your small business. They lock us down. They destroy our restaurants, our retail shops. They allow Amazon to remain open. They transfer the wealth to these people. And when the people finally strike back, they pull out all the stops and we can see it happening. Five, four, three, two, one. To the point when they ban my channel because I'm not letting go of this. I'm not going to play into these distractions. I'll tell you what's going on. We have this story from Axios. See, the verdict is clear. The vast majority of Republicans will stand firm with former President Trump. The next phase is clear, too. Republicans are rallying around a common grievance that big government, big media and big business are trying to shut them up, shut them out and shut them down. Why it matters. The post Trump GOP, especially its most powerful media platforms, paint the new reality as an existential threat. This means political attacks are seen or characterized as assaults on their very being. they go to mention Tucker Carlson told us that many in Trump's base field, the combined forces of global power, have turned on them and are cracking down hard, hilariously in the name of democracy. Not a sustainable moment, Carlson said, something will break. Ben Shapiro, media leader on the right, told us uh, this sentiment is widespread and it grows more dominant with every New York Times columnist calling for social media crackdown. Every WAPO columnist lumping in mainstream conservatives with capital rioters, every corporation mirroring woke priorities. I'm not going to read too much because I think you get the point. Now, these guys are still playing into that culture war stuff. I'm not saying no one can. But we recently saw former SEC, the former SEC commissioner basically say that the GameStop rebellion is domestic terrorism. She said it's much like the January 6th storming of the Capitol. And without police there to do anything, you know, we need we need to stop this. She referenced the police stopping this. That's the real insurrection they can do nothing about. Maybe they can ban the discord for Wall Street's bets due to hate speech. I I heard that they may have been reinstated. I'm not sure. But that's nonsensical. Hate speech. Wall Street bets says all we're doing is running a forum talking about buying stock. You see the problem here. They could maybe ban Wall Street bets on Reddit. For what, though? What are they doing? How do you stop a left and right wing populist unified moment? They can't. They try and play this game of left is bad, right is bad, red and blue, and all that stuff. But right now, there's a unifying moment. 6.1 million people targeting the Wall Street fun machine. And they can't stop it. But they're trying. They're trying in, in, in very obvious ways. From the Miami Herald. Resolution drafted to expel Marjorie Taylor Greene from the House. How would it work? They say Rep. Jimmy Gomez, a California Democrat, said Wednesday... That is introducing a resolution to expel Marjorie Taylor Greene, whose ties to QAnon and other conspiracy theories have drawn increased scrutiny. Her very presence in office represents a direct threat against the elected officials and staff who serve our government. And it is with their safety in mind, as well as the security of institutions and public servants across our country, that I call on my House colleagues to support my resolution to immediately remove Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene from this legislative body. The Constitution gives Congress the ability to expel a House member who engages in disorderly behavior through a two-thirds majority vote, which is unlikely to happen as Democrats hold a slim majority in the chamber. Only 15 members in the Senate and five House members have faced expulsion, which is typically reserved for only the most reprehensible conduct or crimes, such as treasonous acts against the government. This story, I don't care. Literally don't. They're trying really, really hard right now to make this bigger. They're trying many different people to make the story more about culture clash, Democrat versus Republican. Like I said, they're desperate. But in their bid to shut down the GameStop rebellion and this this new idea that's that's working, they're pushing us to our to, to the most extremes imaginable. Corey Bush tweets a maskless Marjorie Taylor Greene and her staff berated me in a hallway. She targeted me and others on social media. I'm moving my office away from hers for my team's safety. I've called for the expulsion of members who incited the insurrection from day one. Bring HREZ25 to a vote. 35,000 retweets. Well, it may be working. I mean, Dogecoin is through the roof. People are tweeting about Dogecoin instead. And they're trying, the, the, the you know, the, the establishment to put out that message to get away from what's happening uh, with GameStop. Elizabeth Warren is currently trending right now with seventy-eight thousand three hundred tweets because she's defending the hedge funds. Do you see what they're doing? Corey Bush is yelling at Marjorie Taylor Green. The left is coming out saying, "I am glad you're taking it seriously." Are you? Are you know, it baffles my mind that someone go through for this to be sorted. She she has said nine one one was fake and all this other stuff. They keep responding and tweeting this saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Slay queen. Target Marjorie Taylor Green. Why should I care about Marjorie Taylor Greene? She posted this. Rep. Cory Bush is the leader of the St. Louis Black Lives Matter terrorist mob who trespassed into a gated neighborhood to threaten the lives of the McCloskeys. She is lying to you. She berated me. Maybe Rep. Bush didn't realize I was live on video, but I have the receipts. Marjorie Taylor Greene then posts a video where you hear her talking and then someone starts yelling at her. I still don't care about her or Cory Bush. Spare it. I am I don't want to hear it. I think the attacks on her are dumb, and I think her response is also dumb. And I think us getting involved in this culture war stupidity is distracting everybody for what's really going on. These big tech firms are colluding with hedge funds. The, the, there's a revolving door and, and and connections between the people in government who are refusing to talk about what's going on and the firms themselves. And Warren, a Democrat, has come out defending the hedge funds, saying we must look into this, blah, blah, blah. So here you go. Ramp up the culture war stuff. Get everybody fighting each other. Meanwhile, the FBI attorney who forged the email in the Carter Page FISA process has gotten a slap on the wrist and a dude who posted a meme is going to uh, is is being arrested and charged for very serious, a very serious crime allegations. Mike Cernovich says, as outrageous as this is, it's also useful. It's in our faces now. Pro Trump meme makers face 10 years in prison. FBI agents who lie in a FISA warrant get probation when they come for more Trump supporters. Remember today, Mike, he didn't just lie. Didn't he actually fabricate or alter evidence? Bit crazier than that, right? Here we are, my friends. The systems, the exposure of the system is so serious that they must do everything in their power to prevent the the actual collapse. And I think they get this. A lot of people are saying, you know, we're hearing they want to keep 7000 troops in D.C. This Daily Mail article says more than 5000 troops are expected to remain in D.C. through mid-March. Why? Why are are the lawmakers wanting to put up a permanent fence around Congress and keep 5000 National Guard in D.C.? Could it be there's something most people haven't realized yet? Could it be that the establishment knows in order to seize back power, They must purge those who opposed them, and in doing so, it's exposing them for what they really are. Corrupt, revolving door, crony establishment politicians. When the Wall Street bets thing took off, they got real scared, and they were forced to once again expose themselves. My friends, the system is collapsing, and it's been collapsing for some time. Maybe I was wrong. You know, I've been saying for some time, some kind of civil war. And maybe I was wrong because it's going to be something different, more of a collapse and then just chaos. Not necessarily a fight between factions over control of a government, maybe just disillusion or peaceful divorce or absolute failure. A lot of people right now don't even believe that Joe Biden won, and that's crazy, you know? But I'm not surprised. We have this story from before the inauguration about half of Republicans don't think Joe Biden should be sworn in as president. I mean that's 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 crazy. I, I I mean honestly I think it's crazy that it was only about half. Most people supported Trump and even according to I think Gallup 5% of Democrats think Joe Biden didn't win. 5% of Democrats don't think so. The narrative is gone. There's no unified culture. There's no unified understanding or unified truth. So now you have the, exp- the, the exponential increase in culture war politics, which leads to chaos and violence. You have a video from Marjorie Taylor Greene of members of Congress screaming at each other in the hallway. Uh, she says that Corey Bush started it. Sure. In the video, she didn't. Someone yells at her and then she yells back. I mean, that's getting crazy. Over on Wall Street, prices are surging for no reason because people have realized their power and they know the system is broken. In every possible way, we can see the system cracking. And the collapse is right in front of us. Bitcoin is surging. People are trying to get everyone else to buy other cryptocurrencies. GameStop GameStop has made people millionaires overnight. And what's next? They're going to keep targeting the system. And I, I don't know what to expect next. If the stock market carries on this way, I think we might see hyperinflation. And I think we might see physical, we might see serious riots. They, 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 they rigged these apps and they rigged Wall Street itself to prevent people from buying so the stocks would only collapse. And people can just see it. We can just see it. They want to keep us distracted, but we still are just sitting here watching it happen. 6.1 million people watching the, 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 the rigging of the machine right before our eyes. They won't let you win, but there's only so much they can do when too many people realize what's happening. So I think collapse is inevitable. And for a long time, I've been saying I thought it was going to be some kind of civil war. Typically, I refer to fifth generational warfare, which is propaganda, which is a lot what I'm talking about right now. They can keep you under control by manipulating what you know and what you see and what you hear. It's not going to work, though. Everybody has a device in their pocket. While it may be a tracking device or some kind of spy device because they can see your location and then they can serve you ridiculous ads for places you just went to or items you just bought. It's still our ability to communicate with one one another in in real time. We heard from the CEO of Robinhood when he took away the ability to buy shares, forcing the stocks to collapse, protecting the hedge funds. He was asked, was this due to a liquidity issue? Did did Robinhood actually have the ability to make these trades on behalf of these individuals? And uh, he said no. Did he lie? The whole machine has always been a lie, my friends. This is the point. He says it wasn't, in which case the only outcome is either he's lying to us or he's, he took away the ability to buy stocks to force the market to crash, because you're not allowed to succeed. The system's always been a lie, that's what I've always hated about it. When there's a PR disaster, we know exactly what's going to be said. When deepwater horizons, or when the oil spill occurred, we knew exactly what was going to be said. It's a tragedy and a terrible accident, and we're doing everything we can, blah blah blah. When a politician is caught cheating, we know exactly what they're going to say. There's no honesty. And people are starting to wake up to how broken the whole thing is. Now, the problem, in my opinion, I I was saying the whole time with Donald Trump, let the bull rampage through the ivory tower and then we'll pick up the pieces, you know, after a second term. Maybe then we'll actually get a real politician of the people. But if the establishment gets back in, they will shore up their defenses. They will lock the doors. They will bolt them and there will never be another populist politician. And I believe that uh, is what they're trying to do. But I did not anticipate Wall Street bets. I did not anticipate a bunch of regular working class people firing off their, their collective power to destroy hedge funds. And that's rocked the system to its core and causing mass panic. They can't stop it. I don't think they can. But maybe I'm wrong. You know, this 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 culture war bickering and, you know... The, the constant uh, escalation of cultural and political issues is an excellent distraction for the people to keep us fighting each other instead of going after the machine that's keeping everybody down. So maybe it will work. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe the end result will always be collapse because if they keep pushing people to each other's throats, eventually the system breaks and everyone fights each other. I suppose it's preferable that the establishment make, you know, the left and the right fight each other than for us to all come together to fight them. So I'm not a fan of people like AOC and Cory Bush, who, instead of talking about this major move against the hedge funds, are focused on culture war issues. Curious, isn't it? We have this history being made before us, a transfer of wealth from Wall Street to Main Street. Yet we have these politicians like Elizabeth Warren defending the hedge funds, AOC accusing Ted Cruz of attempting to have almost having her murdered, and Cory Bush screaming at Marjorie Taylor Greene. On on cue, all of these high-profile establishment personality types start shifting the focus to Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'll tell you what you should do. Well, no, 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 I'm not going to tell you to do anything. That that was, I, I should not say that. I'll tell you what I would like to see, though, is just people staying focused and following what's happening with Wall Street bets and GameStop. Don't let the culture war stuff distract you. If Rashida Tlaib can tweet that we need hearings on what Robinhood has done, and Donald Trump Jr. can call them out as well, there's a real chance for regular working class individuals to come together and challenge the establishment machine. The socialists think the problem is capitalism and the capitalists think the problem is corrupt politics controlling capitalism, crony capitalism, which is a command economy. The reality is corrupt individuals have taken control and they're trying to control once again. They lost it for a little bit and now it's going to fall apart in their faces. And you know what I tell the people? If you're working class, And you are held down by massive debt. You know, I thought about this when the when the market crash happened. I was broke, sleeping on 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 the you know floors as it was. So for me, I couldn't go anywhere. I was already at rock bottom. And so I feel like right now, with the way the machine works, there are a lot of people who stand to lose a whole lot when a market crash hits. And that's something you should be aware of. But the people and their and their efforts now, they're targeting the wealth of Wall Street back to them to reverse what happened last time. It's gonna be it's gonna be brutal. They're not going to let you just win. Avoid the distractions. I'll leave it there. Next segment is going to be tonight at 8 p.m. live at youtube.com slash timcast Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.